Hey, Evo. Hi, Adam. Nice to see you. Uh, hey, thanks for being here at Social Media Day. Phoenix. Sure, buddy. 2018. You know, I think it's been... When did this start? 2010? That sounds right. I think that might have been the first and last one I attended. <laughs> because <laughs> Mostly because I left the country. But So now you're back and you're back. I'm back and back. Both of those things. Uh, so tell everybody, introduce yourself. Who you, who you, who you are. Right. Uh, what do you do day to day? And where can people find you on social? Got it. So, so my name is Evo Terra. Ex-native, not necessarily native, but an ex-Phoenician who is now a Phoenician all over again. Uh, I launch podcasts for um, professional service providers and brands. That's my that's my gig. I lived here for 17 years, took off and traveled the world for three or four, and then now find myself back in the Valley of Sun, reacquainting myself with all the wonderful people here in Phoenix, like yourself. Yeah. Adam. Here at Social Media Day. And at Social Media Day, yeah. And uh, you can find me online pretty much everywhere as me, Evo Terra, E-V-O-T-E-R-R-A. I'm on the, the Twitters and the Instagrams mostly uh, these days, but pretty much everywhere else. I would re- highly recommend following Evo, a little personal antidote for myself, uh, this guy that was podcasting. He's been doing it a very long time. And if you want to know more, follow him on social. Yeah. Uh, so first question really is, what do you think so far? Uh, Social Media Day Phoenix. I'm, I'm liking it. I, I like the single track conferences or whatever you want to call it. Versus broken out. Right. Because I, uh, I was the co-chair of uh, PodCamp Phoenix back in, or PodCamp AZ, excuse me, back in the day. Mm-hmm. And as an unconference, it was very much a broken up style. And that's fine. But I really like the idea of there's going to be a set amount of programming. You're going to sit and watch and listen to what's being said. And then it's break off for side-level conversations and come back together. That's my new preferred way to enjoy conferences. So I, I like the format, no doubt. Has anything really stuck out to you so far? I mean, we're only halfway through it. Yeah, we've only had a couple of speakers. You know, they've been, they've been keynotes. But, you know, what I always like out of these are those side hallway conversations. The stuff you get up top from the speakers is great and it's wonderful. But, you know, it is what it is. But you can go find anything else you need from the other people around. See who's nodding their head at the same places that you are. Yeah. And go seek that person out at a break and say, hey, I noticed you're tapping your toe about that. Or in my case, as often, looking up at disgust at that comment that was made. Uh, let's talk about that more. <laughs> Which didn't happen today, I'm happy to say. I've not had a disgusted look on my face yet. All right. So I, I, like, I want to know this. Um, what social media platforms do you use most professionally and personally? So on the personal one, I want to clarify because some of the answers I got were people building their brand. So I want to know what what platforms work for you professionally, and then what platform do you enjoy most consuming on? Not producing, but consuming on. Wow. I didn't know I was going to be like questions (laughs) I had to think about and answer. So I will tell you right away that I am an oddball. So my professional and personal lives are deeply intertwined. I live out loud. There's not a lot personally about me that you can't find because I don't have a problem sharing all of those things personally. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm marketing me. I've worked for marketing agencies. I used to be the VP uh, of a couple of different advertising agencies. And it's very difficult, I know, to – I couldn't become the spokesperson of that particular agency because there's a lot of baggage wrapped up around 
being Evo right. and just talking about me the way that I do. But it's very authentic, as much as I hate that word, because what you get is me. Right. Right? You aren't getting a lot of a lot of fluff on that. So it may be difficult for somebody who stumbles across my Instagram page for you know and says, "Well, how is he using this professionally?" It doesn't look very professional. Well, it's not designed to be that way. I, I got on Instagram. I, of course, I've been on it for years. My new page. I, I was keynoting a conference in Helsinki, Finland, and I kept making these funny faces during the cameras being on because that's what I do. You make funny faces when someone points a camera at you. It's Welcome to be alive for the next comedian. Someone said, your face should have its own Instagram account. And I said, that's a wonderful idea. So on the spot, created an account. I wanted to play a little bit with hashtag marketing, you know, using the whole display sure. purposes and see what could happen. And so like three weeks later, I drove it up to a thousand followers. I'm not following a single person, just more of an experiment yeah. and also a great outlet for me to do goofy stuff. Yeah. Um, and so that's great. So I, so I, I love producing content on Instagram for, of my face. It's still, it's called Evo Terra's face. Evo underscore Terra on Instagram. It's still me. It's not even a fake Instagram. It's not a Instagram. It's real. No, it's, it's real <laughs> legit. It's real legit. I just started following people back on it, you yeah. know, because I, I'm, I'm trying to have fun with that one. So that's kind of fun. I can see what people are actually visualizing and looking at every day. But my, my old standard goes back to Twitter. You know, I've been on Twitter since Twitter came out. I think mm -hmm. I was like two weeks afterwards. Um, I got away from it for a while, and I've been getting back into back into Twitter. I, it's, it's easy. It's consumable. It, it allows me to search. I can see what my friends are doing. I've had to do a little bit of some unfollowing recently because sure. of just the insanity that goes on. you got to keep those things clean. But And, and direct messaging is actually useful. And it's yeah, not right. It used to go into the split space you never saw. <laughs> right. Now it comes up on the app and it does things. So, yeah, I, I really like that platform. I probably should be better at LinkedIn because most of my clients are businesses. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not because LinkedIn is a lot less – I mean, I'm still there. But it's a lot less place to be funny and weird and much more place to be serious. And I'm – I'm not serious. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, just not I'm going to deviate from the questions a little bit because I don't know you a little bit. Um, oh, so one thing I will say, a lot of people I think can take your advice to go have fun yeah. and go experiment. Right. And I think they're afraid because, oh, it's on my account. Yeah. So go create a, an account about your face right. and then, you know, do the hash. You did so many experiments on so many levels and didn't, people don't even know that. Right. Yeah. Hashtag only. Right. No following. Well, what happens when you do that? Um, I think it's fun to stretch yourself. And that's why, like, Vincent and I, we launched the podcast. We, we said, do you have time? No. Do you have time? No. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> um, because we were uh, stuck and we needed to find a creative outlet yeah. to challenge ourselves, to sure. push ourselves. Um, and the other thing else I wanted to ask you is uh, Evo is a voice to me, a very uh, engaging, smiling voice on a podcast. Yeah. Have you gotten into, or will you? Do you want to get into video more mm. extensively? So I love video format, and because, as mentioned earlier, I've got a pretty expressive face, and I like to make funny gigs, and I I love being up on stage in front of people. I love a live audience as much as I can. I was pretty heavy into Snapchat for a while. You yeah, might remember following me when I was in in Bangkok doing the Finding, crazy stuff. Time to find a beer. That was very enjoyable for me, to be honest, because <laughs> I don't know when I'll make it. To uh, to yeah. the the great places you visited, but sure. Uh, sure. it was a lot of fun, and I and I like that visual aspect where you're looking at the the camera. So I loved Snapchat for its ability for me to to be short and discreet and do individual pieces of that. But to be really good at video outside of things like Snapchat and Instagram Stories, to be really good at video requires multiple cameras. It requires a significant amount of pre and post production work, lighting, all these things to get right, and it's just 
it's hard to do solo. It's, it's easier to do solo if you grab your camera and film yourself. Yeah. That's great. Using using the new video apps is great. But taking it to the next level requires a commitment of personnel, interest, and time that I'm just not interested. I want to not that I don't want to spend the time on it, but there are other things I can spend time on that I think are, are, are more new and interesting and nuanced sure. rather than learning a new switching system. Which is interesting when you say new because you're a bit of a, a wonderful enigma. <laughs> Uh, because everyone was in these spaces following the trends, video, video, video. And I know you've done yeah. that in the past, and now they're getting into podcasting. Right. Just now they're getting sure. into podcasting. Yeah. And uh, you saw something, a glimmer, way back when, even when the wide availability of smartphones, oh, we didn't uh, have all the discovery apps, all that stuff didn't exist. No. Um, and you stuck with it. Yeah, and yeah, I did. You, and then you relaunched it, you tried doing projects. and Yeah, it, well, just doing voice work, Speaking in a microphone just kind of resonates with me. I started out, I was a, had an online radio show for a number of years, and we turned into a podcast back in 2004, and I love talking into a microphone, whether it's at a big crowd or just one-on-one, -on -one where I know people are actually listening. I was even live on, on radio here in Phoenix. I was on uh, 550 KFYI, the Valley News Talk Station, so uh, yeah. Um, when podcasting came around, it kind of worked for me for that. The niche that I discovered in podcasting were all of these authors that I'd met through my radio show who didn't have a good outlet to get their books published because they were all underpublished authors. Gotcha. This is before Amazon had ebooks. This is when Amazon was a book selling company only. There were no Kindles. Right. In order to get an ebook to someone, there were like six people in the world that read ebooks. Everything else was print. But now with this advent of podcasting, I realized, hey, there's something here for authors. They can actually literally tell their stories. They can read their book that's not selling anyhow. Give it away one chapter at a time in this new podcast form, and let's just see what happens. So that started in early 2005. So that exploded, pushed me into the forefront of what was really happening. I really got a chance to see podcasting not as just a place where two dorks and a microphone can talk every week, which I still did, but also <laughs> there were viable business opportunities coming out of this new distribution medium. That is where I enjoy doing things, exploring other aspects of things that already exist, maybe they're new, maybe they're old, but how can we shape them and craft them in such a way that it's going to serve some business outcome on the other end? Gotcha. That's me in a nutshell. All right, so let's just get out the little crystal ball for a second. Crystal. Uh, five years from now, what does Evo think will be the top social media channel? Oh, and Google Plus, man, no doubt. Definitely oh. Google. And this is where we end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I made a big bet on Google Plus, and boy, was I wrong. Actually, it was a great platform, but then it just, I'm not going to get into that. So, you know, five years out, it's, it, I get asked this question quite a lot. You know, where do you see the future of, of, of what's really happening? And it's, and it's always impossible to predict because we don't know what we don't know. No one knew in 2002 that we all needed to share, you know, we all had that creepy uncle who shared pictures at, at Christmas time of his trip somewhere in the slideshow, right? Nobody wanted to do that. And then Flickr showed us everybody needs to do that. Like, oh shit, we all have a Flickr account. Yeah. Right, let's do that. So same kind of thing. You know, we, we didn't know any of these things. We didn't know that 140 characters would be the way that we prefer to communicate with each other. Of course, now it's 280 characters, right? Uh, we, still we, 140. You're still a 140 user. <laughs> all right, I get it, man. Stick with it. You know, we, we didn't know a lot of these things that are happening. But what we can kind of do is plot where the trends are going, right? The, and the trends are these mobile devices that we have that are... You know, I used to, I've tried to stop calling them phones because when's the last time you made a phone call? Exactly right. You know, you don't do that. So yeah. we're already seeing how they're going to be producing content. I'm really excited, specifically in the podcasting space. You remember Anchor, which right? still around, Indeed. right? Indeed. Anchor is a great little tool that lets people, 
I say it's a good starter. It's a good gateway drug to podcasting mm -hmm. because you can do everything necessary all on your phone to create and to consume the content. Mobile podcast studio in your pocket. And, and, I, and I think it's wonderful for that. Is it the same thing? As, is is, is uh, Tim Ferriss or somebody else going to pick this thing up? Is, is it going to take over podcasting? Well, no. Just like Stitcher, um, uh, Snapchat didn't take over YouTube. right? They're, they're very different mediums. But it's opening up a lot of new and exciting ways to do things. I, I think that's what we're going to see. As, as five years goes out, we'll see more platforms, not necessarily like Anchor, but something else that allows everything to consume and happening. I mean, we're seeing it with Musical.ly right now. Mm -hmm. Musical.ly's taken over. Every kid under the age of 14 has a Musical.ly account right, right now. Nobody would even lip sync over and over again in their phone. So it's really tough to say what it's going to be. But, but I think it'll all be, it's going to be more and more phone-based or mobile device-based all, all yeah. the time. Uh, last question. Uh, a Phoenix social media community-based question. Okay. Okay. It's and been this, a while, and, 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 and that's why it's so great because now you went and, and uh, traveled the world. Yes. Now you're back right. uh, diving in. So what is one thing you can recommend to help keep the social media community continued growth over the next – between this social media day and next social media day? Mm. So I'm specifically – uh, Phoenix. Yeah, so if you're in Phoenix listening to this and you have not yet gotten involved, step one is get involved. It's not hard. We have this little hashtag that was just started when I left the country, 2014, Yes Phoenix came out. Use that, search that, find the other people that are talking about the things that you want to talk about and connect with them. You mean in real life? In IRL. <laughs> Find out who they are. It's not like it's hard to find out where we all live and work from these things. Yes, start your communication with a message back to somebody if they post something funny on Instagram. Great. But then go seek them out. Find out where they're going to be. Let's have coffee together. Let's do this. Talk. Communicate. Connect. Meet in real life. Find out where your opportunities are. Because what we have today is looks very different than what we had last year. And then it'll look very different for them next year. Yep. You Every time somebody new comes in, they inject their new body parts into that. That sounded a little weird. But <laughs> that's, that's why we're on audio and really, not video. <laughs> really the way that it works. You know, be, become a part. There, this scene, I have seen it. <laughs> I have seen it since 2004 when I really started getting active in this. And I watched all the social media stuff happen, 6 and 7 and 8. Uh, it is broad enough. It is wide enough. There are so many different bubbles that exist out there that you'll find what you need. It's not really, it, it may look very insular, it may look like it's tough to break in, but I promise you that it's not. Just go meet someone and say, you know, be bold, say, I'm going to go to that same event you're going to next. Next week, I'm going to social media club. Adam, would you please introduce me to three people? If you, if you email Adam right now and ask that question, you would totally say yes, wouldn't you? Yeah. You would introduce someone to three people and they just ask you. Or maybe them. even less creepily, you meet them at the event and then you connect on social. That's right, too. Yeah, yeah, whichever you want to do. I mean, how feel, whatever feels the most uh, best way for you to do it. But yeah, just, just ask. You will find every single person that I've ever met in this community is great at connecting other people yeah. to you. Just make it happen. Hey, thanks for being on the Social Media Day Phoenix podcast. Sure, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. And we'll talk soon. Bye.